With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The following is a Furnished Brothers production. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Talkin' Buds podcast. The Talkin' Buds podcast. About the buds, by the buds, for the buds. This is the Talking Buds Podcast. And now, here's your host, Rob and Ryan. So, through 51 episodes of this podcast, every single time the show starts, I go on some epic soliloquy about the state of the Maple Leafs, and then I throw to you. Tonight, though, buddy, uh, I gotta give it to you right now. Uh, After Sunday in Buffalo, and then tonight... I don't know what to say. Like, I'm at a loss for words. And I'm just feeling this mixture of disappointment and anger and frustration and all negative emotions. So, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think think you just nailed it. Like, you, it's a mixture. This whole year has been a mixture. It's been one of the most up and down years watching this hockey team that I can remember just epic runs epic losses when few winning streaks lots of losing streaks defensive play awful like tonight I I just I I knew coming into the game this is the problem right here is I knew coming into the game they were going to get dummied like I could have gone I should have gone all in on the Penguins before the game because I was that confident that they were going to win this hockey game. And I don't think the Leafs were in this game for a second. What what about, like, why did you think that? Like, tell me why going into this game, because I had a similar feeling. I sat down tonight and I'm like, they're not winning this game. Like, even, even though they said all the same things they've said every time they got dummied this year on Sunday night after they lost to Buffalo... After that game, it's just the same old, oh, we got to be better. We got to stick together. We got to we gotta realize that uh, we got to play a 200-foot game, be better in our own zone. And you just, you're right. You sit down tonight, and you're like, I'm not winning this game. No, because I, I just look at the Eastern Conference standings at this point. It's deep enough in the season. We know what's good now. And there's the Bruins, the Capitals, the Pens, and the Lightning. And that's the class of the East. So... The Leafs, after seeing the performance against the Sabres 
and even some of the past performances, even though they won against Ottawa and they've had a couple wins here or there, but like, I just have no confidence in them when they're going against one of the teams that runs this runs the East. Like I didn't, I didn't feel for a second that they had a chance tonight. They got dominated all game. Like, Oh my God. Like it was terrible by a Malkinless penguins. And it's just like it, it, it I, I have so such a anyone hard wants time to sing, oh, they have injuries. They have injuries. Like, no. Well, let's, sorry. That's that's a different conversation. Like, of, of course, everyone has injuries, but so I the told pens. you, Ryan. Like, just Ryan, you have to know, I'm not in my my right mind tonight. Like, I I try and be rational and level headed as much as I can on the podcast, but like, dude, I I'm not. I'm 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 done. I'm done. I've sent you this text a few times. I sent it to you on Sunday night and I sent it to you again tonight. I'm I'm done. I'm tired of waiting for this team to get good and figure it out and be like, oh, well, once their skill matches their work ethic and they put it all together, it's like they're not putting it together. This is what they are. 60 games. Yeah, and tonight was just an example. Like, I, I just, when you're just outworked, outskated, you seem like the smaller team. You lose all the battles. You like they don't even get a good opportunity at the net tonight. Like it's just Pittsburgh comes out, they dominate, they work hard, they get ahead. What do they do after that? Play textbook defensive hockey, fill up the neutral zone, collapse in your own zone, flip the puck over the D and repeat. Like the amount of D to D passes I saw tonight in the Maple Leafs in their own end. Like they couldn't even get out of their own end with no pressure. And it's 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 really concerning at this point that they just got outworked every single part of that game. Every aspect. Every single aspect. And it's just from bell to bell. And this isn't just like, oh, this is a game in the NHL. Like anything could happen. Like, no, no, we've seen enough. And anyone who actually sat and watched this game start to finish, I feel like you'll feel what we're feeling right now. For anyone who didn't watch the game tonight and are listening and just kind of saw the score and the highlights, you kind of might think we're overreacting a bit. But if you actually just watch this game tonight, which I'm sad I had to watch it, they were like, it. it is like, you can't be in your right mind at this point. Like, it's just like, what is wrong? Like, I'm tired of it. Like, oh my God. Like, dude, like, like pull it together. Like, I know, I know. I, and it's just like, I've never, there's so many multifaceted issues. There's like the work ethic issue. There's the lack of talent in certain spots of the roster. I, I think at this point, it's just, it's a lack of contributions and it's, and it's a, a, a young back end. That that is just getting exposed to, or a weak back end. Like in the forwards, you got Matthews doing his thing. Like you know, he's potting his goals. Marner's got his points, and then after that, it's kind of you look at everyone else. Like what's Casperi Capitan doing? What's John Tavares like, doing? Like what is John t- exactly? What is William Nylander's gone a little cold? Like what? Yeah. What, yeah. Those right. there's no there's no secondary scoring. Like the thing that concerns me the most, if you were to do some game tape. And rewatch this game, or even even the Buffalo game. It's just the amount of just like low percentage p- 
passes that goes on in the offensive zone. Like they just they never get those great opportunities at the net, even though they're a very high scoring team. But when they're down like they were tonight, they they couldn't get a sniff at the net, a sniff. Because that team figured out, and then, and then if, we're going to if, completely shut this down. And if someone does get a scoring opportunity, it's a missed opportunity, and boom, it's gone the other way. And the amount of times a opposing player, and in tonight's case, a Pittsburgh Penguin, just blows around a Leaf defenseman and just gets a free shot in at Freddie Anderson, that happened. Uh, you could count on two hands the amount of times that happened tonight. Yeah, and it's um, like. I listen. I get it. There's injuries, okay? Like, but Ryan, do you really think that if Morgan Riley and Andreas Janssen were in the lineup tonight, it would have made that much of a difference? I think over time, like missing Riley has hurt them a lot. Obviously, because you can't you can't lose your number one defense, but it it, it not affect you. But when Tyson Berry becomes in, your number one defenseman. That's a problem. Yeah, and for tonight. Tonight alone, though, I don't think either of those guys would have made a difference. No. It that's was, what I'm saying. That, that's why that right goal now. goal where Anderson came out after that five on three, they didn't score. Yep. Like, and they were able to make three passes after he gives that away. If you fire in Mighty Ducks 1 and you watch District 5 play the Hawks, that's a goal the Hawks would have scored on District 5. Yeah. <laughs> just just bumbling around like a bunch of idiots while the Penguins just go in there, bang, bang, in the net. Yeah, it's just, to me, the moral of the and story like The tonight, moment after a five-on-three ends, too. Like, it's comical. It's a comedy of errors. Yeah, like, to me, tonight was just a massive wake-up call. Like, this is one of the best teams in the NHL, and no injuries stop them from playing the way they play and working as hard as they do. And where they are in the standings is no mistake. And they're legit. And they're, a model, they're a model team for the Leafs. Like, they're not a rough and, like, intimidating team like Boston, but they just, like, efficient, hardworking. The defensive like, play is great. Like, they're yeah. just, they're, they're always got their, they're always in the lane. system that fits the personnel. Yeah, yeah, a system that fits their personnel. Like, it's like, it's just... Ryan, this is a disaster. It was just another like, class of hockey team they ran into tonight, and it was just so obvious. It made me yes. want to throw up. It, this is a disaster, and, Ryan. And now, like now, we're entering the territory of, like, this is how dark it is right now. Of like, yeah, they're in a playoff spot, but like, do I want to see them make the playoffs and just get dummied and then? Like I, I I don't know if I could handle no, it again, man. That's what like I, I just don't like, know if I could do it again because you just know they're not good enough. Like, is the goal just to get into the playoffs now? Like, is that is that is that what we're shooting for? Because I really remember in training camp talking about cup windows. So, but now apparently it's like, oh, they're in a playoff spot. You're too negative, and it's like. The goal was to get at the beginning of the year we were saying second round or bust. They're making it to the second round? Like who who are they beating? Look at all their uh potential playoff matchups. Who are they beating? Who are they taking to seven games at this point? Yeah, it's this is the pro <laughs> I'm coming unhinged. Hey, are you even losing your voice there, bud? Yeah, I'm losing my voice. I'm coming unhinged. I just I can't 
I don't know. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm tired of this. Like, it's just, like, you think they turn a corner, and then it's just the same old crap. Yeah, and somebody made a good point to me, too, that, like, for ownership, obviously, like, squeaking into the playoffs and getting those playoff gates, like, that's important to the business. But for fans, like, well, there's so many problems here. Like, the, the problem with this team is... Like you said, it's the expectations coming in. That, that That is so disappointing. Like, squeak into the playoffs all you want, but that wasn't the expectation. And this is exactly what happens when you load up all your money on top players and then you try to fill out the rest of your roster with young guys. And, yes, it's nice to see what the future could hold with some of these nice guys and they have flashes of brilliance. And then sometimes they're completely quiet and do nothing. But it's just Austin Matthews has his 42 goals or 43 goals. Marner has some points. Nylander has some points. And then after that, it's just like, like nothing. Like it's just, yeah, it's a drop off. I don't really it's an see epic drop off. It's complete drop off. And, and I don't want to go after the, just the buy just the whole construction of this hockey team. is just no good. The Dude, there's a culture problem here too, man. I know, I know the analytics and stats community has no time for hearing about culture because you can't put a number on culture, but it's like, dude, there's a serious culture problem here. Like they just, there's no, there's no heart. There's no fight. Like there, there's nothing like, and what I mean by that is like, just watch the Pittsburgh Penguins. They win every battle. They're first on every puck. They understand where, like you referenced earlier, they got a lead and then they were just sat back and played a perfect defensive game, defensive system. That's understanding the situation, understanding the severity of what's going on. It's just like, and I, in every, after the end of every game, like I haven't even looked at it tonight, but it'll be the same crap. Well, we got to be better for Freddie. And it's just like, but you're not, you're not. And we, we sit down every night and we're like, maybe tonight's the night that they figure it out. And it's like, you can count on one hand the amount of games this year where you like after 60 minutes you were like that was great yeah and i just honestly but dude like i'm just at a loss at this point like they, they there's so many ways to look at this like someone's like oh they have top players they have top superstars and it's like yeah they do and they're getting points and they're getting goals but at the same time they can't defend anything and their goalie who's traditionally has a 918 save percentage and is pretty good is his statistics are just terrible especially after tonight so they haven't gotten the same goaltending is it Morgan Riley missing is it a lack of defense is it a lack of heart on the forwards is it the depth is it the secondary scoring like it's, well Ryan, it's a bit it's of everything have, but like I'm Ryan just, it's time to have it's time to have the talk about flawed roster composition like it's it's we time ha- to have we that have talk. talked about that all year. But it's, it's like it's, whole, it's time. That's been the whole thing. I know, but it, but I mean, in the sense of like, this general manager has really taken a gamble on something, and we've all tried to be optimistic about it because there has been instances where it's looked impressive. But I just like when you front load your roster like this, like top heavy, as people like to say, it's like. 
I don't know. Well, you just start, you just say. start to overvalue players too. The more you, the more you spend time with them, the more they're on your team. Yeah. Like you like just Casperi Kapanen. Yeah, like, like, like perfect example of a guy who like earlier in the year and then last year were like, well, he's an untouchable. Can't move Kapanen. It's like why? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly just like I'm at, a, skates I'm at a loss for. Yeah, I'm at a loss for words for thoughts. Like it's. At this point, it's just, I don't know. I'm just debating my sanity. Like, its I hear somebody make a good argument about them just being in a playoff spot and that positive things. And then you head over to the negative like tonight, and it's like, they're terrible. Like, yeah. trade everyone. I don't yeah. care. This is good I'm, enough. Trade I'm everyone. I don't down. care. I'm scrolling down uh, Twitter right now, and the numbers brigade is just, I, I got to get off here. Like, I... I I just don't I just don't understand. Like please Ryan just just like help me out here, okay? Like I w- when you're doing uh, a hockey podcast or a podcast on anything, it's the best way to go about it is to be open-minded because you alienate a section of your audience if you just write them off, okay? So I try I try so hard, okay? But I don't understand how you can watch Sunday and then tonight and then come at me with a bunch of numbers about why they're still a good team. They got absolutely manhandled by a cup contender today, tonight, whatever. And you're going to come on here and say, well, since uh, Sheldon Keefe took over, they're actually... uh 21, 10, and whatever. It's like, I don't... Sure, okay? Yes, they have a winning record since Sheldon Keefe took over. Yay! But it's like, how can you sit here tonight and say, this is this is the Leafs taking on a cup-contending team, and they just got absolutely outclassed in every facet of the sport. Yeah, and then we're going to sit here and debate what they could do better? We do that every yeah. week. I know. We we say it's, what they have to do every week. Listen to every radio show in this city. They they say the same thing. The two, attention to only, details. How many times have only, I heard that we need attention to details this year? Every day. There are only two things about the game tonight that I liked. PPG Paints Arena playing the NWO theme song every time Pittsburgh went on the penalty kill. And Elliot Friedman suggesting Tyson Berry might be available if some team comes along with a nice offer. Well, to me, based off the ice time tonight, which he got a ton of, that offer better be good. Because at this point, you're looking back at that D-man, and they're, they're say what you want about Tyson Berry, but they are thin, dude. Like, they were thin tonight. They had Marinson, Sandine. And I, I like Zandine a lot, but like it, it, that's a tough ass for a young guy to play good minutes and have better matchups against this twenty two oh eight for Tyson Berry. Yeah, like yeah, he, but Ryan, that, but that speaks that speaks to what I'm I've been saying is it's like so what? Like they're not winning a Stanley Cup. So what? Just they get it, it might suck, but like you might just have to chalk this year up to a learning experience and grow and maturity that's what i'm growth. saying like that's when i said that i'm low that's where i'm at yeah. i'm at the point where i'm like you know what 
Like, because you see some of these deals that have been made in the last couple of days and some of the prices these teams are paying. And it's like, if some team wants to come along with like a decent draft pick and a prospect for Tyson Berry, here you go. Like, for sure. Like, what's the difference? It's not like, well, you know what? When Riley comes back, they're in a they're in a fight for first in the Atlantic with the Bruins or the Lightning. It's like, no, they're not. They're out of it. They're they're Florida and them are fighting for who wants to golf in April right now. Yeah, that's... who wants to hit the links? I, I mean, it's. To me, you got to find guys who are going to help you right away. And right away, right now, is like next year. Like, I don't know if you could be going, picking up a ton of prospects, even though it's always good to load up. Like, it's always good to have somebody coming. You see how many Marlies have been called up this year, which has been kind of one of my positives of the year, even though the year has been very positive, is I've got to see some of these guys I've been hearing about for like three years, whether they're highly touted prospects or not. It's been nice to kind of get a feel of like what's there, and and in all honesty, like there's some flashes where it's nice, like Pierre Ingvall has a beauty game every once in a while. But at the end of the day, he's just a just a body out there. It's just a guy. Justin Hall, just a body out there. Like Alex no Kerfoot. good Kerfoot, just a body. Like so, Tim like, Shaw. If, if, like if I, you're I just, a team, if you're one of these Western teams that is like you're like this is our year, we're going after the cup, and Tyson Berry like. He's on a cheap cap hit because Colorado's footing half the bill. And they come along and they say, we'll give you a first round pick, something the Leafs don't have for Tyson Berry. Well, you got to get, you got to get the head of Dubas. So cheap. Yeah. Like, what does he, what does he want? Like, he's not, he's not giving up on this. No, he's not, he's not, he's not unloading no anything, way. man. No way. No way. Like, he's not giving no up on this. way. Like, he is going to fight tooth and nail to get this team in a playoff spot yeah which and, is and his job right. and you're right and if I was in his shoes I'd probably be doing the same thing but as a frustrated fan like I look at it and just go I came into this season with Stanley Cup aspirations this team is nowhere near competing for a Stanley Cup so we'll see you next year yeah like I that's just, that's literally where I'm at right now I just have a hard time. Like I can understand all perspectives, like general manager, fan base, coach. And I, sometimes I just struggle with picking like the right perspective to look at this team with. Cause like after these last two games, like I'm just back to being the same old fan. Who's just so fed up with this franchise, not winning. And no matter who they draft, who's on their team, what goal he's playing, it just always seems to be the same result. And it's like every year is just that year. I don't think these guys should be blamed for something that happened 10 years ago. But when you're talking about a fan base that has been in in peril like this one has, it's just it's adding up and adding up. And this is the year where we got all our great draft picks, our cores set. They've had years of experience. They've made the playoffs. They get paid. Let's go in this year and let's have a shot. Let's have a chance. And it, and then it's like it's worse than ever right now, it seems like. Yeah, it's a disaster. Like it's just it's like it's like we're going backwards at this point. And and we're back to the point like when uh towards the end of Bab's tenure where like we were saying things like, I'm not excited to sit down and watch a game. Like I sit down before every game and just have a take a deep breath and go, What am I gonna watch tonight? Like well, am I gonna watch the 
a team that's going to go out there and look pretty good and pot six, seven goals and still give up a million defensive chances, but actually get a W. Ryan, they have one regulation win in their last 10. One. I mean, like they'll have the odd game. That's like one thing I know about this team. And I'm sure that all the stats guys could, could search this up and agree instantly. Cause it's pretty obvious is unless they score first, like they're, they're screwed. Like, if they score first, I'm like, all right, this is a game. This is a game that's going to be exciting. I'm pumped for all three periods. They go down two zip. See you later. Well, this is what I was um, getting at earlier with the culture argument. It's just like they're – like, I know it's two different sports, but the the best example is the Raptors. Like, there's a team that no matter how far behind they fall, they're never out of a game. And you can just see it in the body language and the play, quite frankly, of – the Maple Leafs, when they fall behind, it's just like, we're done. Like, see you tomorrow. Yeah. And and, and if you analyze the play, like what, what I'm seeing, and I know I'm, we're tired of telling them what to do, but like what I'm seeing right now is a penalty kill that's atrocious. Yep. Like they can't kill anything. They get, they're getting dominated while yep. they're, they're shorthanded. Their first power play is, cannot make a zone entry. Like it, it is, it is embarrassing to watch them pass the puck behind each other, behind the play, behind the play, behind the play, try to get in the zone, doesn't work. I actually think the second unit actually gets in the zone better than the first unit. And, well, what's going on with the first unit? Because we've been sitting here saying, you know, Matthews has been good, Marner, Nylander, well, when whatever. when the first unit gets in the zone and they actually get their opportunities, they're okay. But it takes them, like, they waste, like, valuable minutes and seconds trying to get in the zone. And it's like somebody needs to just grab this puck, skate it through some players, open up some ice with speed, and find another open man. You're you're a man advantage. Like stop yeah. just like slowing down the play, back pass, back pass. And another thing that drives me crazy is when they make the back pass, that thing better be on the tape and that guy better be in full stride taking that puck. Like don't send that back pass in the neutral zone and the guy has to spin around to get it and then now he's all slowed down like that thing better be on the tape it, it's bad and then and then yep. you got the I've never seen a t- team make more D to D passes and passes back in their own end like I understand you got to wait for your forwards to make a change or kind of s- open up the ice a little bit but like if I, I'm watching these other teams play, I, they don't pass the puck backwards or make as many DDD passes as the Leafs do. Like it's like what do you what do we what are we doing here? Like there's clearly teams just know how to set up in the neutral zone to shut them down at this point. Like it's pretty obvious because the amount of back passing is is insane right now. It's just a team wide lack of experience and maturity but mostly experience like it's just like well it's hard to play a dump and chase game like realistically you'd love to just dump the puck and get your four check going but again like this team might score a lot of goals off odd man rushes and other team turnovers but when it comes to just like hard grinding gotta fight for your goals dumping the puck win some battles we've said it a million times it's just they're not gonna do that they no they can't do it they don't have the size no they're, they're, they looked, dude, they looked so small tonight. Like, I've never seen them. Like, yeah, they're very, they've never been tough. We've always harped on their toughness. But, like, tonight they looked like 
really small. Like they got out muscled on every puck. But that's <clears throat> to me, that's not necessarily about like size. It's just Pittsburgh as a as a team is just like, okay, we're doing this. I know. Pucks along the boards. There's a leaf there. I'll get it. Yeah, and 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 this is what I'm saying. Like this is this this season has gone such a way that this there, there's a cultural problem with this team, dude. Like I'm telling you, like there's there's a cultural issue. And Sheldon Keefe, no matter what happens for the rest of this season, Sheldon Keefe needs to spend the off off season thinking about how he's going to reset this right from day one of camp next year. Yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. Like, I I just think maybe like you look at Sid tonight. Like Sid Sid's in the corner grinding it out, like oh, yeah. winning battles. Like the some of the passes he's made tonight, like they're unreal. Well, is the difference is the difference? Obviously, it's like um, it's Sidney Crosby. So let's not use him. But like, is the difference between some of these other guys on the Penguins just the fact that like they're more mature and they just get it? I, I don't know, because I'm sure if you went down, like, the age list, like, I don't know the roster, like, the back of my hand, but I'm sure if you went through their players, like, based on their age and experience, I bet it's not that much different. They probably got a couple rookies in there, a couple guys who it's their second year, third year. Like, I'm sure they're not some growing veteran team. It's just they've instilled a, a work ethic and a game plan, and for some reason... It works. It's working. And whether that's just the player's maturity or their the commitment to, to the play to the system or they just watch how hard their captain works and they all follow suit. Like I, Or maybe they're just all really skilled players and they're really good. They might just have a better team. Or like the leadership group, like Sid is just setting the tone. Like, this is what we do here. Well, I, I have a hard time. Like, I don't want to come on here and just like rip. I, like, I have a hard time getting on Austin Matthews right now because the guy's having like a hell of a season. I'm not getting on him. I, I think know, he's but like, good. I'm about to, good. But, like, I'm about to kind of like chip in with something here. Like, uh. it's just maybe when your top guys like haven't hit the level of like maturity that like Sidney Crosby's hit or. Like, Ovi's hit. Like, at some point, I'm sure younger in their careers, they also were kind of just, like, hot. Like, whatever. Just younger guys. Like, just... They they aren't what they were now. Like, when they hit, like, 28 years old, they all changed. Their attitudes changed. Crosby went back-to-back with the Cups. Ovi won his cup. Like, that's just, like, maybe this year, like we said... It may not be the year we wanted, but it, it maybe it's just another year to chalk up experience. And and next year, Austin Matthews, even though he might score another 50 or Marner might get another 90 points or whatever, they'll, they'll be able to kind of just add something more when it comes to like the work ethic of this hockey team because they are extremely like pedestrian in their own end. They still give the puck away a lot. They don't win a lot of physical battles. And Well, and it's – you you heard um... – Berkey on the broadcast tonight talking about like doing the little things in your own zone and how like it's not optional like like you don't you have to do it you're not going to win in the league if you don't do it and that's what I don't think has set in with some of these younger players which brings me to um, one of the guys who you think would help impart that on them John Tavares he was awful tonight Ryan he was 
awful. He hasn't been he very good this slow. year. No, he looks slow. He's got some like big goals and like OT and stuff so far this year, but like he I barely noticed him out there tonight. He's he was awful. Yeah, and again, like what like I love John. Like another guy. I don't want to get on John. But like you can't but like dude, like you were the big prize. You came in yep. here. And it wasn't your decision to get paid as much as you get you're getting paid right now, but like you're ta- you're eating up a lot of the cap and 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 to me, you should be over a point per game if you're doing if you're making his money, and you shouldn't be a minus five, and you shouldn't be slow out there, and you sh- I should notice you dominating possession more than you do, yeah. And and I I this kills me because it, it's hard to hate John like you just know the guy's working his his ass off every day. I'm sure he's aware of his own deficiencies, but at the end of the day, he's getting paid way too much for what he's providing for this team. And like any business, not hockey, any business in the world, if you're not getting like what you're paying for out of like an employee, like that's not good. That's not a recipe for success. And I feel just, I want him to do well so bad, but man, I've been saying it since last year that he's behind the play he's slow. And if he's not scoring like he did last year, like it's just kind of like he, he he's a non-factor out there almost. It's kind of like he kind of misses like that chemistry that him and Marner had last year. Like that, that got him going. That got him to his career highs. And, and this year it's like, man, like it's a struggle for him to even like have the puck for more than two seconds without getting checked and somebody catching up to him. Can I read you some of these Sheldon Keefe quotes? Yeah. It looks like the process that we want to go through is to just get embarrassed enough to the point where we look in the mirror and recognize what's required of us to be able to compete at a high level at this stage of the season. Yeah, like that's he's not messing around saying that. Here's another one. He, he's it's a red diff- hot probably. Yeah, he is. He's like a the reason why I wanted to read them is because I'm just I'm scrolling through Twitter as you're talking there and people are just like Sheldon Keefe is just letting her rip tonight. It's a different issue again today. If you had special teams on your bingo card of things that are hurting our group, then you're happy today. Get that one filled. Yeah, he's pissed. It's hard not have to, like how can he not be? And I'm happy he's not just giving you the old we gotta be better for Freddie talk. Like he he's he probably tore a strip off them. This is from uh, Kristen Shilton's Twitter account. She says Sheldon Keefe addressed Leafs after the first period and said he fired all the bullets I had. From there, the team was to make the decision, especially the way that that second period went. Hearing from me at that point, I don't think they'd be taking in much. Oh man, <sighs> yeah. This and is la- tough. last one, yeah, last one, last one. You have a team over there in Pittsburgh that's built a championship culture and what's acceptable, and we're not there. That is something, the inexperience. But we also have some very experienced players that should be more than capable of leading the way. Whoa. See, what have I been saying for the last, however long this episode has been? How long will we be talking here? 30 minutes, 30 plus minutes. It's, this is a cultural problem, Ryan. Like, these guys don't understand, and I know people roll their some people roll their eyes at this, but it's like you heard Ovi say it months ago. Like, 
you have to realize that if you want to win and have success in this league, you got to play defense, guys. Like, you just, you can't not do it. And, and to me, like, as, as much as we don't want to blame the top guys, like, it starts from the top. Like, everything starts from the top and works its way down. Can I read one um, more tweet from Kristen Shilton? And this is her tweeting this. I want to get your take on this. So this is just her own opinion. The funny thing is, Sheldon Keefe is saying the same things about the Leafs that Mike Babcock did, and yet Babcock was crucified, and Keefe is applauded for his honesty and for being forthright. It's very interesting. Okay, let that's 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 trying to be a that's a hero tweet right there. Yeah, yeah. Re 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 clip the uh, we not we're not getting into this again, but just no. <laughs> Just I'm always f- just trying just to get us find to do the, Babs impressions. Find the way Sheldon Keefe tries to explain yeah. what he's thinking and then compare yeah. it to the way Mike did it. Yes. And to me, even though they might be saying the same things, sometimes the way you go about it is makes all the makes difference. all the difference. So uh, that that's a bit I'm of a hero here, tweet, in my opinion. I'm I'm sitting here. Like, just so happy to see that he's commented on the culture. And it's just because, to me, it's like, that's a huge part of the problem here. And I definitely agree that, like, you you have a lot of your cap tied up in young, inexperienced guys. But, like, I'm looking around the room here going, like, where's John Tavares? Like, where's Jake Muzzin? The guy who is going to sign an extension Dad, any day whoa. now. Who, yeah, that, that like, I like, don't know about that. Like, where where's Jake Muzzin? I, I do think so. I do think Muzzin is worth resigning because, to your point earlier, just about the defensive depth. Like, you can't... Like, I know I'm contradicting myself, and the reason why I'm doing that is because I just think Tyson Berry is just the most infuriating hockey player I've ever watched. So I'm acknowledging that I am pot-calling Kettle and going back and forth here. But um, I just... I, I don't think it's smart to get rid of Muzzin at this point. But... It's there it is. Uh, yeah, it's I don't know what to say, man. Like it's just like what else is there to say? Like they're letting it slip away. Like if Florida rattled off like let's just say Florida went on like a 4 or 5 game heater, they'd be out of it. Like they wouldn't be out of it, but it would, they'd be in a hole. Yeah, they they'd be in big trouble. Right? So it's like what are we doing? Yeah, it starts. Everyone's got to look at themselves in the mirror, no matter how, no matter how many goals or points they have. Like, like you got maybe you got to be doing something different. Maybe you got to stop giving the puck away in your own end and being pedestrian and like. But again, like I'm sick of saying this. Like, yeah, I know, I know, like, I know, man, I know. Like, what? A, like, what? it's almost like I almost feel bad doing this podcast. People are trying to get an opinion out of me. And I'm at this point, I'm just like, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. I'm, I'm at what a loss. For words. Like, I haven't actually said anything on this, this show. Like, we've on. been doing it. We've been doing this for almost 40 minutes. And it's like, I haven't actually, other than the fact that I've been saying that this is a cultural problem and that I'm pissed off. I haven't actually said anything other than that. I've just been going around and around and around frustrated. This is the most emotional I've been on any episode we've ever done. Yeah, it's it's man, I I don't want to miss out on a, on a playoff run. <laughs> like, don't get me like I know they might get dummied, but like, there's nothing better than that first round and get to watch a couple games. So, yeah. like, 
but at the same time, like you got to look at reality, and it's they got it's a, disappointing. They got they got a lot of stuff they got to work on. Maybe potential a lot of movement in the off season, yeah. or try to get some different. I don't know. Like, is it the core? Is it just what's filled out around it? Is it? Well, there's going to be change in the off season, right? This, this, like, regardless, I don't know who. Like, I, I don't feel like doing that right now, speculating on who or what. But it's like this season has been a disappointment. Um, making the playoffs or not making the playoffs, whatever happens, it's it's I in my opinion, it's a disappointment, and so there needs to be change made. So that is for sure happening. In the off season, that that I know. Yeah, and I can't even believe I'm that far ahead of, of when it comes I to know. thinking. But I know I'm already thinking about what's going to happen in the off season. Man, Great. like I, you could just you could just rattle off a hot take right now and just say anything. But like I, I'm not confident in any take that I have right now because like you don't want to blame guys who are scoring a lot of goals, but you don't want to blame guys who who were just depth guys like it's it's just a bit of everybody it's a bit of everybody needs to be doing something a little bit better and working a little bit harder i'm making a change to the show format on the fly here so i was just about to say let's do a quick bums and beauties we're not doing that we because this has been an emotional episode for the first time in months we are gonna do a talking buds totally unqualified take hit that music it's time for talking buds totally unqualified takes so this is what i want to do I want you to just lay a take on me. I don't care how outrageous it is. I don't care. Like, I don't care. Just lay a take on me. Because you you just teed me up when you said there's so many hot takes you could throw out there right now. I've got mine. And let's tee it up by saying these are emotional. We're just saying them just because. Yeah, I'll, go first I'll go, no, I'll go right here. Okay, all right. Top here we players. Go, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Tavares, Nylander. No matter what you think about their production, they they just have to set a better example on other areas of the ice. And to me, a culture starts with your core, and they run the room. And no matter how much offense you produce, you look at other players in the league, they may not produce as much as you, but what they produce all over the ice makes an impact and helps the culture of your hockey team. Like Sidney Crosby, he's not leading the league in points anymore. But like you look tonight, like how many puck battles along the boards, how hard he's working. That's that's how you create culture. You look at your captain and you go, man, this guy is one of the best players in the world. He Look how hard he's working. What a beauty. Like that's a guy we want to all play like. Listens to the coach. Like I just I just think that this core players, no matter how giftedly offensively they are and, and what they bring for production, until they start doing something different, either on the ice or off the ice, t- 
to me, what you're referring to as the culture is is not going to change. This year has been disappointing. And it has shortened Kyle Dubas's runway as Maple Leafs general manager significantly. I think if they come back next year and have another year similar to this one, you could see him removed as Maple Leafs general manager by the end of next season. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's that's the only thing that makes me hard to, for me to believe that is, is Shan. It's a Shanny's boy, but man, at the end of the day, Brent Shanahan's the president of this hockey team. And it's, he's got, and he's got to do something if it's not, if it's not working. You're right. It is important to MLSE to get those playoff gates. No doubt about it. But this, this the way this year has gone has been not good enough. And I think when he first, I don't know what he signed for for years, but you got to imagine he's got the standard GM um, tenure, which is like, so when a GM signs, they're usually given anywhere from like three to six years, right? Unless you're Mark Bergevin and you, they just refuse to fire you or David Poyle. But the standard GM runway is anywhere from like three to six years. And I think expectations this year were so high that, and it's been so disappointing that he will have significantly more pressure on him going into next year. And if they squeak into the playoffs again next year and lose in the first round, he could potentially lose his job. Yeah, it's, it's, he's on the, he'll be on the hot seat for sure. There's no doubt about that. That is my totally unqualified take. Yeah, no doubt. Anyway, I think we've ranted about enough negativity for one week. Yeah, that's just this is a. It just it just beats you down. It's just the throat and the burn the tape. Oh yeah, but Ryan, and so was Sunday. That's why I'm so pissed tonight. Is it's like I meant like even just like the pod this podcast like just. Oh yeah, oh yeah, burn the tape on the podcast for sure. Like just like I I don't want to have another one of these episodes again. Like I'm t- like I hope they just neither do I. Well, well, here we go again. Hope hope they just go on a streak, but they're not going to. I'm emotionally drained. Yeah. All right, buddy. I think um before we go, I just wanted to say one thing. Um the reason why we weren't able to do a Talking Buds episode last week is because my father-in-law passed away. And I just wanted to say to anyone who's listening, be nice to each other. Enjoy your life. Love your family. Have as much fun as you can because you just you just never know when your time is up. And apologies to everyone for missing last week, but um, I just... I wanted to say that this week because it's just, it puts a lot of stuff in perspective when you go through something like this and just be nice to each other. It's only hockey. Yeah, it is only hockey. Yeah. We're not saving lives here. No. Anyways, with that, thanks everyone for downloading. We'll catch you next week. 
Hey, it's Joel Williamson, host of That Nerd Dad Podcast. Look, finding time for yourself is an important part of parenting. It allows us to be the best version of ourselves for our kids. So tune in every week to talk about parenting, pop culture, and politics. Whether you're an exhausted parent looking for a laugh or a stone teenager who clicked on this by mistake, this is the podcast for you. You can find me on Spotify, Apple, Google, the Dean Blundell Network, or at thatnerddad.ca. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.